Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Now, before we get started, I'd like to add my disclaimer. All topics discussed on this episode is all allegedly. Even if there's allegations that's been proven to be fact, I have no known knowledge of anything to be facts, but because it's been reported, we're going to discuss it. Any recordings that's played on the show is public knowledge and was pulled directly from viral videos on the internet. We will not alter any audio in no form or fashion, although we will cut short some audios at hand if it is lengthy or too long-winded. Now that we got that out the dough, let's get on with the show. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Hopefully you guys are doing well on this Monday morning. Today is March 15th, 2021, and we are on episode six of this podcast. Um, I'm hoping everybody is doing real well. I know some of y'all got y'all income tax already. The majority of y'all got y'all stimulus check. Some of y'all stimulus checks look like income tax checks. (laughs) And that's cool because I'm still waiting on my money. I ain't got either yet. Um... I'm starting to regret that I've filed my taxes a little later than sooner, like I usually would, but it's all good. It's all good, you know. Everybody who needed their money right away, you know, the Lord knew, and he hurried up and got y'all y'all funds. And for those of us who, you know, have other means of income and it's not in a big rush to receive our funds, although we want our money too and we want it now, but it's okay, you know. I'm willing to wait and set back because, um, when they do give me my income tax, it's going to be with my stimulus check. And baby, <laughs> your girl going to be sitting real pretty, real pretty. And that's going to help that bank account build up just a little bit more. But anyways, what's going on out there today? Um, today's podcast is definitely going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be as much as we usually do, simply because... Um, it's a lot going on behind the scenes, um, equipment-wise and everything else. So, today, I will not be going live with my audience as I usually would and getting you guys feedback and comments and things like that. So, that means today's podcast is probably going to go pretty darn fast. Um, we might be swifting through these topics quite quickly you know, but it's okay. It's okay. Next Monday, we'll be back up and running and we'll be good to go. But we are going to start off today's show with an announcement. I know usually we started off with a small business spotlight. We're still going to do that as well. But at this moment, we're going to start off with an announcement. And today's announcement is about Miss Carti B, honey. It says, if it's up, then it's stuck in history. Cardi B's Bodak Yellow becomes first song by female rapper to go diamond. The win, it says, the win keeps coming for Cardi B, who has once again made rap history this week. Her breakout 2017 single, Bodak Yellow, which propelled her from love and hip-hop star to chart-topping, just earned a R-A, I'm sorry, R-I-A-A diamond certification for a 10 times platinum sold. It says Cardi B is the first female rapper to achieve this certification, marking the single selling 10 million copies. So, 
congratulations, Cardi. Um, I know you've been working hard behind the scenes, regardless of what everybody says. Um, I feel like the people that is going hard on Cardi B is because they're doing this choosing side thing between her and Nicki Minaj, which is pissing me off because I really hate that those two are clashing the way that they are because they can really make good music and make good history. But it is what it is. You can't force people to mash and to be cool with each other the drama started from he say she say all the way through the door and instead of these two women getting together having a sit down to figure out what's real and what's not bringing the people forward damn it who's been telling the rumors to y'all and saying nikki said this and cardi said that and y'all could have squashed the shit and got it done and over with but instead as women we choose to be headstrong um we don't kiss ass it is what it is for us and when someone come and tell us something and we feel like that person's word is credible, we believe it instead of going to find out what's really going on. And since Cardi B and Nicki Minaj did not have a relationship through the door, you know what I'm saying, from the beginning of anything, it seems like, you know, people was just in their ear and they were willing to believe whoever said whatever. So anyways, it is what it is, you know. I just hate that the two of them are not as good of um i'm not even gonna say friends but you guys could just be really good um co-workers or whatever working on music together making good hits making history continuing to you know just be great it'll be great shit it's enough money out here for everybody i don't honestly don't understand in the music business why everybody feel like they have to step on each other's toes we do enough of that in the corporate world in the music world, trust me, it is enough sound. It is enough of y'all who has unique um, music, style, everything. For, you know, for y'all to sit around and feel like your child has to be the king or the queen of this shit. It's just stupid to me. It's real stupid to me. But anyways, um, congratulations Cardi B. Continue doing you, boo. Continue going up and being stuck in history. Um, her Reebok line is doing amazing. I know because I have all of the colors. <laughs> in love, in love, in love with the Reeboks. Even before Cardi B's line, I love Reeboks anyway. I'm one of those people who does not follow trends or fashions. I just do my own damn thing. If I can afford it, then I'm going to buy it. And if I can't, then I ain't. It is what it is. But anyways, let's jump right into it. Today's small business spotlight goes out to Sweet Treats by Diddy. Now, Sweet Treats by Diddy is a handcrafted, custom-made candle and soap shop. Now, this is not your ordinary candle and soap shop. All of her candles are crafted to look like pastries, food items, milkshakes, the works. You name it, she got it. Trust me. And um, might I add, it smells and looks good okay it smells just like whatever the pastry is that she created and it looks edible it's crazy like I, I really really love it um she has things you know like peach cobbler um ice cream cone soaps um and also with her soaps she has other creations like for your you know maybe your son who might be a video game head. She has video game controller soaps. She also has unicorns and more for your daughters. Unicorn ice cream soaps. The works. Okay. 
Now, everything smells good, you guys. It really, really does. So make sure you guys go and check out Sweet Treats by Didi. Hop on over to IG and go to Sweet Treats by Didi to check out all of the amazing products. Look at the pictures. Look at the reviews on her site as well. You know, on her Instagram as well. But... If you feel like you're interested and you don't even want to go to Instagram, maybe you don't have Instagram, but you want to see what her pastries look like, um, I'm telling you, trust me, I have some of her pastries. So, I mean, you know, her candle pastries. So, I'm not leading you guys on. It smells good. And a lot of her candle pastries, I'm trying to tell you, you might want to buy two of each because I find myself burning one, and then I find myself wanting to have one just for decoration. Because it really looks good sitting on your table, you know, if you have a dinner table or whatever, and you got, you know, your setup or whatever, maybe you can put the pastry candle in the center, and it just, it really sets off everything. And you don't really have to light these candles to smell it. If you're a clean person anywhere in your home, it's just really clean and not cluttered, you're going to smell these pastry candles without having to light them period like they really smell good but as i said if you're just interested in going on her website to check out the products and look at the pictures because maybe you do not have instagram just go to www.sweettreatsbydd.com to purchase all of her amazing products from her candles all the way down to her soaps now if you do have instagram make sure you let her know your girl Spilling all the beans sent you over there, you know, my podcast, because it also helps me out <laughs> because I'm giving these guys a shout out. And if you all are just jumping on and you're purchasing stuff and, you know, you're not leaving reviews and you're not letting her know where you heard about her product from or anything like that, you know, it does. It's it makes it look like I'm just doing nothing over here on my podcast. OK, so if you're going to go on over and support her, make sure you let her know that I sent you guys over there and that you heard about her small business from my podcast. OK, OK, now in other news, which is my news you can use, how dolphin safe is canned tuna? Like, really? OK, now let me read this article to you all. Some of you all may have already known this. Um, I've had a few people that I've been discussing this about in my group. And, well, it's not my group. I'm in a group, and I've been telling these guys about, you know, what's going on and certain things that I'm going to be talking about for my Monday podcast. And I was speaking on this, and um, it was amazed that there were enough people who knew about it, and that's why they don't eat it. And it was a nice number of people who were shocked, like, What? And they were offended because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they may eat fish and it's fine. But a lot of people is really heavy on marine life as far as the dolphins and whales and sharks and things like that. And they really, really do not like the fact that these animals, mammals, whatever, are being slaughtered and, you know, fed to the people. You know, it's enough that we're eating the fish and the shrimp and everything else but they really really are passionate about the dolphins and whales and stuff like that so it was a lot of people on there that was like really shocked when I was discussing this to them so I'm going to read you guys the article and let's see how you all feel about it as well it says Jenny Dushik makes a habit of preparing for the worst when the, Cali when the California writer realized a few years ago that wildfires and smoke-filled air were becoming an annual inavailability, she brought our 
she brought Israel gas mask in just in case it becomes difficult for her to breathe. In December 2019, when many West Coasters were looking forward to heavy snow forecast for skiing, she fretted about the threat of, mis- of mudslides and wrote an article about it on how to survive a mudslide. With the news of a mysterious disease in China that followed the following February and concerns about shortage of food if it spreads to the U.S., Dushik hurried to the grocery store. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name right. <laughs> That's what it looked like it spelled. Dushik hurried to the grocery store to stock up on staples. Pastas, um, peanuts, peanut butter, nuts, sardines, and tuna. She felt a little guilty about the tuna because there aren't a lot of fish left in the sea, she says. But it was an indulgence that would keep. And I wanted something besides walnuts. Of course, Dushik wasn't the only pandemic preparer stockpiling tuna. Early on, canned tuna sales doubled. In July 2020, the Wall Street Journal reported that the increasing demand for tuna compounded by pandemic-related ports, closures, and work quarantines. It was challenging for some tuna companies to keep up. While the pandemic has been a boon to business, Tuna companies have for years struggled with declining sales and perceptions about their product being tainted with toxic mercury, harmful to the environment and passe with millennials. The newfound popularity of tuna hasn't freed the longtime staples from controversy. However, the three large U.S. tuna brands, Starkiss, Bumblebee, and Chicken of the Sea, which collectively accounted for up to 80% of the national market, are facing class action lawsuit claims that they're defrauding shoppers with marketing campaigns, tutoring dolphins, (laughs) and a commitment to sustainability. It says, the suit came in on on the heels of the price-fixing scandal involving the big three working together to sell their products at inflated cost. <clears throat> Starkist acquired by Dong Wang Industries in South Korea, pleaded guilty and was fined 100 million. Bumblebee recently purchased by Taiwan Seafood FCFCO Ltd also pleaded guilty and was fined 25 million. The company's former chief Christopher Lushwashki Ooh, these last names, child. Christopher Lushwashki, <laughs> who maintained his innocence, is now serving 40 months in a federal prison in Tucson, in Tucson, Arizona. Chicken of the Sea, owned by Bangkok seafood seller Thai Union, was granted an amnesty for blowing the whistle on the others. It says the dolphin safe court battle could drag on for years, but it raises important questions for consumers aiming to buy products in an art environmentally friendly and socially responsible. Whew. Chow, chow, chow. It says people often see the label on a can and think that they are taken care of, says Ryan Bingalo, senior manager of the Monetary Bay Aquarium seafood watch program which makes science-based sustainable sustainable seafood recommendations to grocery shoppers 
the retailer is there often are still a lot more work to be done in this industry so for everyone that loves tuna from Starkiss, Bumblebee, and Chicken of the Sea, I'm very sad to inform you guys that you've been eating dolphin. Yeah. And it's crazy because some people may want to argue with that fact. Uh, I'm eating tuna. I'm, I mean, they may be mixing it, mixing the tuna and the dolphin together to where mm, you really can't tell the taste. <clears throat> but in my opinion, have you really tasted dolphin? Is there, I mean, I mean, there probably is people out there who like these type of indulgent foods or delicacies or whatever. But have you ever really tasted dolphin? Do you know what it tastes like? You know? So dolphin just may taste like tuna. We don't know. But from the looks of it, if you guys have not noticed any difference in the texture, um, and it does not even state how many years they've been doing this, when did it start? Um, did it start maybe when it was just, you know, as these companies were sold off to these Korean and Taiwan companies. And we all know over there, they love cutting corners and they love doing sneaky shit, which is a little bit scary because a lot of the meats and fish and seafood and things in our grocery stores, because, you know, we go shopping at Sam's Club. And a lot of the meats, I like to read and see where it's processed from. And it's so crazy to find out that the majority, not all, but the majority of it is processed over in China or Korea. So it's just like, we're probably not even eating real fucking fish. We're probably not even eating real salmon. Like, I, you just never know. You never know. So it's just best for everyone to really start doing more research 2021. Start reading your labels. Paying attention. Knowing what you're eating. Because the, th- the thing is, they saying that the label is on there. It's saying that it's dolphin meat in the tuna. Um, and I guess because they feel like, you know, we're being misled because it doesn't say it fully on the label because it's labeled as tuna and not dolphin tuna. (laughs) I guess they feel like it's really misleading, but also in the article is stating that it does say that it's dolphin, what it say, dolphin safe or dolphin friendly, dolphin safe, some shit like that. So it's just like, man, start reading. Start reading what's what's on your packaging of your meats and your oats and your wheats and shit. And make sure that you're eating 100% the real deal. And not something that is um, processed or a mixture of. Or whatever the case may be, man. Like, for real. 2021, it's time to wake up. It's time to be smart. And it's time to pay attention to what you're consuming and putting it to your damn body. Because there's been a lot of people that's coming up with all these different cancers and all different types of shit. And you're thinking... Um, it's just, you don't know, you know, you tell yourself, I eat healthy, I'm doing this, I'm doing that right. Why, what was happening? But in the whole time, what you feel like you're eating that's healthy really is processed foods, meats, it's fake, it's not the real deal. So 2021, y'all wake up. It's time to really pay attention to what we're doing and stop just allowing the government or the people to tell us, Hey, Trust me, it's not shit. It's it's chocolate. Just eat it, you know, and you believe it and put it in your fucking mouth. So pay attention, guys. Pay attention. But anyways, um, that's all for the news you can use. Now, before we get into the grounded up gossip, no cream, no sugar, y'all already know that we're going to be taking a quick break. But I do want to know, um, have you all 
you know what? Nope. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about it because we're still into this T.I. and Tiny mess. We really are. And um, it's crazy that this specific story is not going as viral. I don't know if a lot of media outlets is afraid to just pick it up right now and really blast it and talk about it the way they're doing for the females. But this this one here, mm, it got me questioning things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just hoping that if there are real victims, not saying there isn't, but if there really are real victims amongst all of this stuff, that there are not a bunch of bullshit stories that's starting to come out from people that is going to detour from what the truth is and what's going on. And it's going to cause whoever, the feds or whoever is taking over this case to... You know, just really look at this as a game, as bullshit. Because, you know, like I said the, in one of my, my last podcasts, all of the um, messages that Sabrina was putting out on her social media from all of the alleged victims, those none of those were victims. They were just a bunch of fucking people writing into her, into her inbox, saying a bunch of bullshit, and she was just posting about it. Because the victim, the 11 victims that they have, the females, are saying that they never reached out to Sabrina. No one has talked to Sabrina about anything. Um, so that kind of um, dismissed all of the statements. So that kind of made it look like, okay, is this thing real or is it just a bunch of people that's going to come out the woodwork saying anything and really fucking it up for the case for the people who are real victims? So, like I said, when we come back, we're going to get a little bit into this. I don't want to drag too much on it because technically I am like being drained from this T.I. and Tiny allegations. I kind of want to put it on halt until they're either charged or not charged. I want to know exactly what the feds are going to do because, you know, we know the feds going to sit back. They're going to suck up all their investigation. They're going to check into some shit before they come out and just charge you with something. So... They want to make sure all the A's, B's, and C's is in a row. Their lines is straight. Everything is dotted from the I's and crossed from the T's. And if they are, um, if they are guilty and the feds do see some loopholes to say, hey, yeah, yeah, this is true. These girls got this much and that much to prove. They have this type of evidence, yada, yada, yada. Then I might come back and talk about this. But this one right here just puts so much energy out of me. And watching the two-hour um, pod, wait, wasn't a podcast, the two-hour YouTube that a specific YouTuber did on this, I was just like, oh, my God. I'm kind of, like, drained from this shit. And I'm ready to talk about something different. But, you know, like I said, we're going to... We're going to tap a little bit into it. I hate that I didn't go live, or I couldn't. I'm not going to say that. And I hate that I couldn't go live this morning because I really want you guys to weigh in on it. But I would like for you all to hit that message button and still give me your thoughts and tell me what you guys think. And maybe on the next podcast, those of you who respond and had, you know, something really good to say, because I know some of y'all may be taken up for T.I. and Tiny, it's okay because you're, you know, a fan and you may have some negative things to say about it. But I will probably pick and choose and sift out what I will play on next Monday's podcast with what you guys had to say and what you guys felt and think about it. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we get back, honey, we're going to get into this story very, very briefly. 
And um, I'm just going to give my opinion and what I think about it since you guys can't give your opinions right now. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and speed on through this thing. All right. Are you ready for the smile you deserve to get the confidence you need? Well, look no further because Vanity and Beyond offers a teeth whitening service to smile for. You can choose anywhere from a 30-minute session to an hour session with prices lower than other teeth whitening competitors. Just simply go to www.vanityandbeyond.schedulista.com to set an appointment and get started on your future to a bright smile in just as little as one to two sessions. And the best part, you can receive $15 off your first service by using the promo code Morning Coffee. So don't wait. Let's be on our way to a bright smile to match our even brighter futures. All right, we're back. Now I want to touch quickly on this damn topic because... As I said before the break, it's draining the shit out of me. It's giving me a headache. It's just way too much. Too many people are starting to come out way too damn fast. And it just got me really questioning some of these people's motives. Not all, but some. Now, allegedly, there are three men who stepped forward also stating T.I. and Tiny molested sexually... Uh, <laughs> drug them and all of the above, right? Now, I know some people, um, like I said, in the group that I was um, discussing all of this in, that I'm paid into a group. And on the Discord, a lot of people were saying they think that that's bullshit. Although, it's not to say that men cannot be victims, because they can. All of these people were basically saying um, when we were discussing was they don't believe T.I. raped any of these men because they have not really fully came forward with all of their stories. So, you know, all we know right now is that there's just been three men who's been announced to have stepped forward about it. Now, need I say, you guys may forget that there are other women involved in all of this. Um, there are other celebrities allegedly involved in all of this. And if there are men who may have been a part of maybe raping the women or being raped themselves i feel like it also could have played a part with the women people forgetting that the men may have been drugged you know tiny may have taken advantage other women in the um party or whatever was going on in the sex ring may have allegedly taken advantage as well we don't know we don't know what happened or what's going on but i just know i cannot wait for these people to fully come out, tell their story and what it is that happened to give me a little bit more clarity on it. Because, you know, usually in the mind, when you hear about um, a man stepping forward, saying that they were sexually abused, you immediately think, um, you know, they were forced in the ass, basically. I be forgetting sometime where, that I'm talking on my podcast and not on my YouTube. <laughs> And there's some words that I can say on my podcast that I can't on my YouTube. But anyways, you know, being um, sexually molested as well. Um, that's the first thing that comes to your mind, right? But you have to also think the other outcome. That they're being drugged and a woman is sexually taking advantage of them. 
has nothing to do with a man. And I know some people may look at it and feel like, well, why would T.I. allow Tiny to do this, do this, do that? I see him allowing it on another female, but not a male. Look, the way they, they lifestyle is set up, we don't know nothing about it. We don't know what they do, how they get down. This just may be something that T.I. is okay with. Okay? The same way Tiny is okay with him sleeping and interacting and doing other things with other females that they bring into their bedroom. So, you never know. You never know. But, yes, there are now officially three men who have come forward saying that they were also a part of this Me Too movement, allegedly. Now, um, like I said, I've listened to a specific YouTuber podcast for two hours. And I was waiting to see if maybe one of the people were going to step forward. One of the men were going to say something. If maybe they made statements, anything like that. But so far, there has not been any full statements made. They've only come forward, basically, um, to acknowledge and be acknowledged. So, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Like, this whole thing is so draining. It's crazy. It's wearing my ass out. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel because I am a big, or once was, a really big T.I. music fan until he slowed down. You know, I still love his music the same as I still like R. Kelly music. You know, some it, it, it's the, you don't have to attach yourself to the person to like the music. You get what I'm saying? Like NBA Youngboy, for instance. I don't like that little boy. Can't stand him. But there's certain songs that he's featured on or certain songs of his that I actually like. But I can't stand that boy. So for me, it's just sad to know that another influencer for most people and in his community amongst most not all but that he is a part of something this big and this serious when he's the first one that's always speaking on you know with women empowerment and how we need to stand with our women and how we need to protect and support our women and to be the main one taking advantage of them so i don't know you guys i don't know like I said, I'm, I hate that I'm not able to go live to read you guys' comments, but I know that you all are listening to the podcast, and it's like, no! <laughs> you wish that you could still respond because we have fun when we do our live. But, like I said, you guys can still hit the message button and respond and let me know what you think and give me your thoughts on it. And you guys can be featured on next Monday's podcast. Um hopefully we have a whole new topic next week to talk about other than T.I. and Tiny and their alleged sex allegations because like I said it's overwhelming I really don't want to talk back on this topic unless these men come out and they speak their truth and what they experienced and also I don't want to speak on it more until we figure out what the feds is going to do are they going to um charge them with anything like what is going to happen that's when i really want to do breaking news but right now we're getting bits and pieces all over the place and i don't want to keep reporting on it you guys i don't i know you guys like it and it's cool with you but i don't want to keep reporting on them kind of want to figure out what else is going on because um as you all know my podcast is not just about celebrity news although that's what i've been breaking lately because everybody business been all out and about but it's about things that's going on in the world as well not just the news you can use but we can talk about other things like next week i kind of wanted to um from for the 
either instant coffee or grounded up gossip section. I wanted to do, um, I wanted to play you all a full recording explaining all these different vaccines. There is a doctor that I follow on YouTube and we interact with each other. She interacts with her audience and I love that about her. And I've been getting deep with the conversations with her because I explained that I have a podcast and these are some of the topics I talk about. So she did a full video explaining um, the P. Pfizer, because I know I was pronouncing it wrong the very first time. Now she helped me. It's the P. Pfizer, the um, Johnson & Johnson, which is the most recent, more new and quote-unquote, allegedly more effective and sufficient vaccine. And then there's also the, hold on, let me make sure I pronounce it right, because I kept saying Moderna, but it's, um, shoot, Myrdin, Myrdin, the Midern, Moderna, something like that, shit. You'll hear it in her um, video, but I do want to play that. I want to play that for you guys on the next podcast so that you guys can get a better insight and a more clarification of these vaccines, how they work, what is more efficient than the other, um, to hear about the ones who's been the certain vaccines that's been having more people um, complain about side effects. Because as of now, the way she's explaining it, the Johnson & Johnson is supposed to be the more delicate one. And it works in a different way. It works to help you build an antibody, unlike the other two vaccines, which is supposed to be like how the flu works, where the vaccine almost like gives you the flu. And instead of it helping you build an antibody, it just floats through your body and your uh, blood cells for so long to help fight if you do catch the virus, which is weird because that's why you have to take the flu shot every year because they haven't figured out a way to give you some type of vaccine that will help build up an immunity to the flu, build up an antibody to that um, virus. So, man, 2021, y'all, I'm telling you, this is the year of research. This is the year of the awakening. This is the year of let's figure this shit out and stop letting the media and the news and the government mislead us down the wrong path because they know we don't like to read even though the research is right in our motherfucking faces for us to figure it out and think it, think it through ourselves but like I said we've gone to a dumbed down society where we rather have people tell us what to do what not to do what to believe and what not to believe instead of doing your own damn research but you know, I wanted to do that also on the next podcast. So hopefully no more drama comes up with T.I. and Tiny where I have to report about it. If I do, it just may find itself in the instant coffee section, which is why it's called instant because we talk about it very briefly. But today it found itself in the grounded up gossip simply because for the instant coffee, we have the um, reality series to talk about right now. That's usually what I use my instant coffee for mainly for the reality shows and to talk about that and discuss that type of stuff. Or if I have something else very small or similar, you know, to discuss about. But, baby, I'm over T.I. and Tiny. <laughs> I'm over the news. I'm over the drama. It's giving me a headache. I just, I, I want to wait this out until something bigger occurs so that we can really, really, really discuss it. But anyways, um, like I said, that was going to be very quick and very simple because uh, I didn't have a whole, whole lot to discuss about it. I just wanted to break the news to you all that there are now three men that came forward outside of the 11 women. 
So that's what? 14 people now who's claiming T.I. and Tiny um, allegedly did some inappropriate things to them, drugged them and so forth and so on. So anyways, that's enough of that drama. Um, But on next week, make sure you guys do tune in because we are, our Grounded Up Gossip section is going to be mainly floating around the viruses because there's so many different things to discuss so much coming out i know i'm going to have to like really type a lot you know for my notes and within the articles that i've read um putting together what it is that i want to say how i want to articulate our conversation because i don't want to be all over the place you know i don't want to be forgetting certain stuff and things like that so i've been reading a lot of articles i've been watching a lot of news clips i've been watching the news itself mainly strictly surrounding this virus and and there has been a gentleman in africa who survived the ebola pandemic and they're claiming that possibly the new wave of virus that's come upon us the that is i guess supposed to be um what is it like two times Worse than just the original COVID-19. Remember when they were talking about all that at the beginning of the year? And how um, for the summer it's going to get worse. No, for the winter it's going to get worse. Because the virus survives in the cold. But it can't within the heat. I don't know. But anyways, remember when they were talking about the new um, wave of coronavirus. The second wave is going to be worse than the first wave. This, this, that, and the third. Well, they're claiming allegedly that this new wave could be due to that Ebola surviving patient. This patient has been the the Ebola virus has been hiding in certain secretions of the body, like the eye. Um. What else? Oh, man. You know, see, this is why I'm not going to get into it yet because I got to put all my notes together so I know what I'm saying and what I'm doing, what I read, and getting everything out there. But basically, I do want to give you all a heads up that they are saying that there are a nicer number of Ebola surviving patients who, even though within, I think they said that within five years, it was shown clear, but all of their partners sexual partners that they have been in contact with have died and they were tested you know from why they passed and what's going on and it was due to ebola so they ended up testing the opposite um individual the patient and found out that he still had ebola and it was hiding in certain um like i said secretions of the body and um being and it's almost like you know with coronavirus how you can still pass it from sneezing coughing things like that well same with ebola he was passing it through sex through kissing and coughing and all the above so i want to get deep into that conversation as well and we're also like i said going to play the doctor who i've been talking and chit chatting with we're going to play her video as well on next week where she explains a little bit more about all the different vaccines and we're just going to get into it next week is going to be an education podcast so if you all are interested in just the drama portion of the podcast next week will not be for you but if you are interested in the education portion of my podcast like the news you can use section 
this is going to be for you because it's definitely going to be some viral information you can use and it's going to be very helpful. So hopefully you guys tune in next week on my podcast where we're strictly talking about the disease, possibly how you can, we already know how to stay safe, but how to um, decipher if you still feel comfortable with taking the virus, if you still, I mean the, the virus, the vaccine. Or if you're still uncomfortable with taking a vaccine, maybe she's going to make you guys feel a little bit more lighter about which vaccines is better to take and which ones isn't. As I told you guys before, I ain't taking nothing right now. I'm going to give it some time because mm, I still have not taken a flu shot. So that should tell you something. So I'm going to give it some time. Anything that's not going to physically help me be cured from the virus and I got to take it every year I'm not interested in it I'd rather just try you know roll the dice take my chances try to stay safe social distance and call it a day as long as the rest of the world is taking the vaccine I guess I feel safe right okay but we're going to go into our instant coffee unfiltered section because we're definitely done with T.I. and Tiny and talking about that mess. But you all already know, of course, yes, 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 we're going to have to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Basketball Wise Episode 5. OG and her not willing to squash the drama, to, to hear these ladies out. And like I told you guys before, she has no storyline, so she got to make this last. She got to. So... And we're also going to be talking about Married to Madison because, as you all know, it is back and it's live. Season 8, Episode 1. It was already drama through the door. But I'm going to cross my fingers with um, Jackie and Simone because they have been friends over 20 years. And the fact that the drama, the way it's going right now, is just, I don't like it. And I honestly feel like Simone just need not to be as jealous as she is. She needs to sit down behind the scenes and talk to her goddamn friend and not let everything be for the cameras. Because that's when feelings get involved. You get embarrassed because you know that there's millions of people that's going to be watching this and your defensive mode come up. So I think they need to talk outside of the cameras to where no one feel away or no one is feeling like anybody is fronting each other off or trying to do the most for the cameras that's just how i feel so anyways going to jump into it when we get back right after this break do we really need a sign to live laugh and love yes the answer is no i can help the homeowners not become their parents Kiana. nope chloe no no joaquin no it just takes practice give it a shot <sighs> hear that yeah it's a constant battle we're gonna open a pdf who's next progressive can't save you from becoming your parents but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto with us no fussing no cussing and no we're at the movies and we need to silence our phone who knows where that button is i don't have silent everyone does right up here it happens to all of us we buy a new home and we turn into our parents what i do is help new homeowners overcome this. Was that an adjustable spanner? Good choice, Steve. Okay, don't forget, you're not assisting him. You hired him. You have nowhere to sit. You have too many. Who else reads books about submarines? My dad. Yeah. Oh, those are... Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Look at that. All right, y'all, we're back. Now, let's talk about basketball rides real quick, child, because 
I know I told you guys before that I felt like OG is going to drag the shit out because she has no other storyline. When in reality, she can give us her. Make us like her more, you know. And it's not to say that I don't like OG, but a lot of her tactics and a lot of her ways, I'm not liking. I'm starting not to like. And I'm going to give you an example. On episode five, um, the new girls that I told you all about from last episode um, that Jackie brought onto the show, the Nia chick and her sister, um, they went over to the other house where Evelyn and Malaysia and all of the other ladies are at to meet them, you know, to kind of be introduced and to get a little tour of the uh, mansion that they're in over there. And the ladies had came to Shawnee and was kind of letting her know a little bit about them talking to OG and, you know, just that they think that the people, you know, the ladies are misunderstanding OG. And, you know, I feel like they kind of shouldn't have spoke for her just simply because they don't know OG. You only know what she's, um, what she's giving you, what she is making you believe is her because the real her always seemed to surface when some shit come out so like i said you know they went over there they were talking to shiny letting shiny know you know a little bit about what og was telling them as far as when og was young you know her teacher told her that she would never amount to nothing and she was never going to be anything because she was black this that and what the other i'm pretty sure throughout her whole time growing up she was being bullied a lot due to her looks you know and um you know, she broke down a little bit and was kind of telling the girls her story and the ladies were telling their story, so forth and so on. Now, in the midst of them telling Shiny all of this, Shiny them kind of broke down a burial a little bit with feeling like maybe we are misunderstanding OG. Maybe we need to go and holler at her. You know what I'm saying? Because um, Christian went over to talk to her first and she somewhat got through the OG, but not really. But Christian did get a better understanding of OG. So she brought it back to the group, let them know what was going on, whatever, whatever. And on this episode, Christian and Malaysia went over to talk to OG. But before all of that set in, the girls, um, Nia and her sister, came back to the house to kind of let OG know that You know, they got a chance to talk to the ladies and they told the ladies about the conversation that was had between them and OG, between Nia, you know, the two ladies and OG. And they were kind of telling OG that they think Shawnee and the rest of the ladies are ready to like really understand OG, talk to her, figure her out what it is that, that they may have done wrong, whatever, whatever. Honey. OG flips out. She immediately, you know, get defensive. She gets to telling the girls, I don't need, first of all, I don't need y'all speaking for me because y'all don't know them and y'all don't know me yet. And da 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 And I was just sitting here looking like, is she serious right now? Like, these ladies are kind of trying to bridge the gap between everybody and OG. And it seems like OG is constantly making enemies every fucking where she goes. And, you know, they kind of rubbed the girls the wrong way because it wasn't just the way OG, it it wasn't just the fact that OG said what she said, it was the delivery behind it all. You know, it was almost like she was checking them. So the girls didn't, you know, they was offensive about it and they didn't like it. 
Now, the next morning comes, OG's in the kitchen, she's cooking breakfast, yada, yada, yada. The girls come down, boom, OG immediately starts back up the conversation. Um, she tells them, I just don't want you guys to feel any type of way, but I want you to fully understand, you know, that I don't need you guys talking for me, and I didn't like the way you did this, and I didn't like the way you guys did that, and I don't know, it's almost like this boss mentality that she needs to dumb down on, because honey, you ain't running nothing, you about to run yourself away from a goddamn show is what you about to run, but other than that, you don't run anything. And I know that sometimes that is like the African eccentric, um, just it's in their soul and in their body. Because the majority of the people that I know that are Africans are very headstrong. They're very confident in their religion and in their culture. And they can be very aggressive with the way they deliver and the way they talk and how they say and do things. So to me, I feel like that's what it was with OG. She just. She had too much push behind her delivery when she was speaking to these ladies. And it was a little offensive. So, nevertheless, you know, the ladies kind of gave her a look like, Bitch, who is you talking to? You you got life fucked up if you think you're talking to me. But, you know, they went outside and they kind of were talking about her. And, you know, how they didn't like this and they didn't like that. OG was just really doing too much. Yada, yada, yada. Now. Moving on to Christian and Malaysia coming to the house to talk to OG. Now, I might say, I thought at first that they were breaking her ass down and that they may have broke a barrier, which I think they did. And when OG walked off into the kitchen to collect herself, I think that's when she decided that she wasn't going to play nice. So... Malaysia and Christian comes over to the house. Malaysia sits down and she starts. And she starts off and she's asking OG what, you know, what what's the what's going on? What's the issue between the two of them? Is there anything that maybe she did or said to offend OG? Is there any way they can fix it? What can be done from this point on so that we won't have and this is what Malaysia said so that we won't have our sister feeling like we're singling her out or as if we're being the mean girl or whatever whatever we want to get to understand you more so that you can also understand us in return so when Malaysia asks that OG gets up she walks into the kitchen and that's when you can see she started to cry so the ladies were thinking to themselves like okay we may be breaking her down a little bit to open up and to talk to us yada 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 baby that was definitely not the case she went and wiped them tears honey came back and was in full force mode she was just like um well first of all i just want to say that I feel like you all are only coming over here to try to make amends with things because the colorist issue is getting out of control. You guys are being drug in the media. Like she just went, she went whole left. And you see Jackie face immediately turn to a bitch, what kind of look? Because at first Jackie was like smiling, you know, she was kind of looking like she wanted to cry too because she felt like OG was getting emotional. Maybe these ladies are breaking a burial. Things are about to get better. No, no, no. So Jackie looking like, bitch, are you serious? Just when I thought that you guys were about to, you know, really 
break this whole bullshit of colorism and and try at least with her and Malaysia and Christian for the moment. Even if her and Evelyn may not make up right away, we were at least expecting Malaysia and Christian to have reached her some way, some form, to where this girl would understand that these women are really trying to reach out to you and it has nothing to do with being phony. But, as OG said, it took y'all all the way till now and a whole new season for you guys to want to come and talk about it. And, you know, Malaysia is kind of like, well, bitch, because you really wasn't trying to, you know, talk to nobody. You wouldn't let any, like, you weren't responding to nothing, whatever, whatever. It was almost like you just wanted the beef to remain. And like Malaysia said, I don't feel like I said or did anything to you to make you feel like I was being colorist towards you. All I said was your attitude is stink and you're you're very mean you know you're being mean and for absolutely no reason when you know we're trying to build something with you and trying to figure you out all at the same route the only person who i felt like really was being the mean girl through the door was evelyn to be honest evelyn was like the mean girl throughout the whole ordeal but nevertheless OG wasn't going for it. She didn't want to hear the shit that they had to talk about. Then before, because you know, this was like towards the end of the episode. So towards the end, she looks over to Jackie and she says, everybody in this group has played a part in a colorism. And Jackie was like, well, I know I'm clear. I could." And she was like, no, including you too, Jackie. And Jackie, oh, you know, she blew up. She was like, oh, oh, bitch, you really got things fucked up now. You be trying to blame me when I'm the only one really amongst the ladies who was trying to take up for you and who was this and who was that. And it's crazy because if you guys can remember, Jackie was the one who brought the girl on the show. So for her to say she feel like even Jackie is playing a part, I feel like she feels that way because Jackie low key disagrees with her. She disagrees that there's colorism going on in a group and that these ladies are being colorist outside of just plain blankly being mean. You know, being a mean girl. She feel like they are being colorist. And Jackie is saying, that's not true. So I guess in her eyes, because Jackie's taking up for it, she's being a part of the colorism. I don't know, child. All I know is OG getting on my damn nerve dragging this shit out she's gonna sway the public opinion against her in a minute folks is not gonna be wanting to deal with her ain't gonna fuck with her ain't gonna really like her like that because she's doing too much like literally she's doing too much and um it's, I don't know and she's gonna feel away when, when, when the tables turn on her now the whole world gonna be colorist in a minute and, and, that, and she ain't going to never really see that it's her. You know? And then you got people all in her comment section talking about how they are editing this and editing that. You may be able to edit and cut shit, but you can't make a person say anything. You can't put words in a motherfucker's mouth that's being full recorded. So her attitude is stank. Her energy is stank. She seemed like she just wants to be the HBIC of the show, and you can't. Because you ain't fucking signing no checks for no goddamn body. Bitch, you're barely getting a check signed for yourself. It's just too much going on for me. And it's like, I wanted to like OG. I started off liking OG. 
before her and Evelyn beef. Even in the midst of her and Evelyn's beef, you know, with the colorism stuff after the show ended. I still followed her. I still liked it, her, you know. But it was like now, that's what her life is surrounded around. If you pay attention to her page, it's like she posts so many different colorist things. It's annoying now. Bitch, give us just you. Post your football shit. Post you being on the field, bitch. Post a game. Post you playing a, a game of football. I'm overseeing the constant colorism post that she's constantly putting on her page. Even though it's her page, it's her business. But to me, it's like, now you're really dragging this shit on. Like, girl, give it a rest. Please give it a rest. It's too. And anybody that says anything negative, she immediately ready to block you and delete your comment. Because she only want all positive comments. She don't want to see the people who are calling her out for her bullshit and calling shit for what it what it really you know what it really is but i don't know i don't know y'all let me know what y'all think honey hit the message button tune in let me know weigh in on on your your thoughts so that i'll be able to play y'all comments back on next monday's episode because this girl is just she's draining draining it out far too long for me and i'm over it so over it but um, we're going to go ahead and jump off of that because I told you guys the instant coffee is going to be quick. We're talking about two separate segments and I'm not reading comments. So we're really flying through this damn episode. Now, we're going to be talking about Married to Medicine because you guys, it is back. I told you that on the last, what, pod, two podcasts back, Married to Medicine was coming back and I couldn't wait because this is one of my fucking favorite shows just like... um. Real Housewives of Atlanta and Basketball Wives. And what's pissing me off is that from last season when they were on the reunion, it seemed to me that Jackie and Simone made up. I don't know what happened in between all of that and how you can work in the same office practice with a friend walking past them every day just saying hi and bye and not really building that 20-year relationship that you guys had for so long back up now if you ask me they beef is in my opinion because of Simone and I'm gonna say I had a friend who was best friends with someone else before I came into the picture and the other friend didn't like the fact that I came into the picture. She just wanted it to be them two friends like Thelma and Louise forever. She didn't want the Golden Girls effect, okay? She wanted it to be Thelma and Louise. And when I came into the group, she didn't like me. She said and did all types of little things to our boat, you know, to our friend about me. And it was getting to a point where, you know, our friend was getting tired of that shit. And she kind of checked her and told her about herself, like, look, I don't know what you're thinking or what you're expecting, but I can't just be your only friend forever for life. Like, (laughs) I have a life. There's other people that I can communicate and hang out and kick with. It can't always just be us all the time. It's okay to bring a third wheel into the group, fourth wheel, whatever. She didn't like it, so she started to pull back, and she stopped kind of coming around and hanging out. Now, fast forward to time. She started talking about me to other people and how she hate me and she slapped me and, you know, just really talking down on me. And it caused a big feud between she and I, like where we almost got into a full fight at her job. She wasn't trying to fight, of course, because she was at work, but I didn't give a shit. I wanted all the smoke. 
but it caused a big feud and within that feud it made her and our friend together get sour amongst each other and eventually fall out and I feel like with the situation with Simone, Jackie, and Dr. Heavenly, it's all the same thing. Simone is that friend who don't want the third wheel being brought into the group. Meanwhile, Jackie is very friendly and she's okay with that. And Simone is feeling some type of way. And I feel like within all of that, Simone, even though she liked Dr. Heavenly, you know, she cool with Dr. Heavenly, but I honestly feel like she did not want her to come in and be really good friends with Jackie because even though Simone worked a lot as well, everybody works. But I'm guessing Dr. Heavenly and Dr. Jackie were able to kind of hang out a little bit more than Dr. Jackie and Dr. Simone were doing, you know, from the beginning. And Simone just didn't like it. Dr. Simone hated it. She couldn't stand the fact that Heavenly was coming in amongst their group. And she felt like she was a third wheel. And Dr. Jackie was paying Dr. Heavenly too much attention. So, nevertheless, drama started to unfold between them. It started to be real sticky. It was a lot of um, elephants in the room, honey. And and it was just it, it was it was getting too filled. It was it was cluttered. It was being claustrophobic around this motherfucker. Okay, that's just how much drama was filling the room. And during the reunion, Doctor Simone felt like she was backstabbed. I guess when Doctor Jackie told her that her and Heavenly are going to be friends. And Dr. Heavenly is just as important and equal in her life as Dr. Simone is. And Simone felt some type of way because her and Dr. Jackie built a 20-year relationship together. And she couldn't understand how someone who's only been friends with you just for a few years. And that even though we've all been friends on the show, Dr. Jackie and Dr. Heavenly were not actually hanging out cool like that or friends. Until probably like, what, season 5 maybe? And... Dr. Jackie felt like Dr. Heavenly was just as equal to her as Simone. And Simone didn't like that shit. Simone felt like, bitch, I had your back and been your friends for 20 years. We've been through shit that you and Simone, I mean, we've been through shit that you and Dr. Heavenly probably will never even reach because Dr. Heavenly is very phony. I don't care what nobody say. That woman's real phony. She's the type of person that you can't tell too much of her business to because when you piss her off, she's going to tell it all. That's how I feel about Heavenly. So, and Dr. Simone was basically telling her, like, bitch, that was a slap in my face to tell me that this bitch friendship with you is just as equal as my friendship is with you. And I feel like Dr. Simone paid her back because during the reunion, um, shit, I can't think, what's the other damn girl? She was one of the new girls that didn't last long, child. She, um, was the one that was married to the Caucasian doctor on the show. And... Her and Dr. Jackie got into an issue because Dr. Jackie and her both had fertility issues. Dr. Jackie had an event and she invited all of the girls. And in that event, in her speech, she brought up the fact that the other lady was also having fertility issues just like Dr. Jackie. And, you know, it was like a sister type thing. Dr. Jackie was not saying anything to bring her down. It was more like an awareness type of thing because that's what her event was about. 
and the the woman was upset that Jackie had even brought her up in it and she didn't want people knowing her business whatever whatever so her and Jackie kind of had a bumping of the head ever since then Jackie apologized to the girl genuinely apologized because she had no idea that she would have been offended by that and Dr. Jackie said that she felt like, well, maybe she should have come to her and talked to her and made sure it was okay that she can talk about that during her event. So, and Dr. Jackie's apology was very genuine, her very first apology, okay? This woman, again, just like most people, when you don't have a storyline, you have to drag something out for so long throughout the show. And she drugged that bullshit out very long. And I was getting tired of it, too. So it got drugged out all the way to the reunion. And during the reunion, she brought it up again. And Dr. Jackie gave her a look like, bitch, I thought we got past this. Did we not apologize? Did I not apologize? Did we not make amends? We hugged it out. We cried it out. All of the above. For you to still bring it back up on the reunion. So Dr. Jackie said, look, I- I'm sorry. I've already said it before. We had a moment during that time. And I had no idea that you were still feeling this way. But since you do, I'm sorry. I apologize. Done. Them was her exact words, okay? Now, I quote. Them was her exact words. And when she said the done part, it was, I guess, a look like, oh, bitch, that wasn't a real apology. So when the other woman had asked Simone, do she think that's a real apology? Simone said no. Dr. Jackie felt the type of way because she felt like Simone didn't have her back in that moment when she knew that she gave that woman a genuine apology. But all Simone was saying in that moment was the right then and there, the apology wasn't genuine. When I felt like Simone should have cleared it up, as a friend, what she should have said was, well, in this moment, maybe that's not a real apology. But you have to keep in mind, Jackie did apologize to you genuinely. You guys had a moment already. I thought you guys squashed it. So to bring it up in this moment, maybe it just made Jackie feel like, why do I have to keep apologizing for the same shit over and over again? So, you know, that's just how I felt about it. And it was just very, very emotional. The fact that Simone and Jackie are damn near okay with squashing their friendship and not being cool anymore just being a cordial high and by in the office and going on about their goddamn business like that part scares me because i honestly love seeing their relationship and their friendship they've been friends for 20 years and throughout the whole show those two are the ones that connect the most amongst all of the ladies so I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm all over the place. I'm a little bit on the fence right now. I'm kind of like looking over the private fence. I don't know what's going on. I'm not taking anybody's side, but I am speaking the truth and what I see. And I feel like Dr. Simone is being um, stubborn. And Dr. Jackie wants to open up more, but she feels like she knows her friend and she knows Dr. Simone is being stubborn. And right in this moment, she's not going to be able to get through to her. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm I'm upset that everybody is blaming Dr. Heavenly as far as like the viewers and whatnot and the fans. They're blaming Dr. Heavenly for their fallout. And it's not her fault. You can't blame another person for falling out with someone you've been friends with for 20 years. That's something else in that. 
and you have to sit down and really figure out what the fuck it is that really is causing this drama between us two. Uh, is it really my jealousy that I don't want this chick in, in, in the midst of our friendship? Damn. When in reality, you should just know your place with your friend. You know that Dr. Heavenly can't take your place. And if you continue to distance yourself, then maybe Dr. Heavenly will end up taking your place somewhere down the line. But I don't know. I don't feel like it's Dr. Heavenly's fault. It's all about Jackie and Simone themselves being both head strong women, um, very independent, um, very strong with what it is that they mean, say, and stand for. I don't know their zodiac signs right now to figure out <laughs> who's more stubborn than the other. But I will say from seeing the show, Dr. Simone is more stubborn than Dr. Jackie. I can't say that. So, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all let me know what y'all think, child, because it's a whole lot, a whole lot of going on <laughs> amongst this goddamn reality show. And I just don't know no more. I honestly don't. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. I just hope that somewhere in mid-season that these two work it out. That they get back to who they used to be. I know it's going to take some time because when you separate from a friend for so long, eventually down the line, <clears throat> there's going to be something where you feel like y'all been away from each other for so long and now y'all got to rebuild again. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, hit the message button. Let me know what you guys think and we weigh in on it. I hate that I couldn't go live so I can read you guys' comments and your thoughts, but it's okay. It's all right, but we are officially done with today's podcast. That about sums it up for the show. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, if you would like for me to shout out your small business on the show for free, all you have to do is send me an email at spillingallthebeans55 at gmail.com and let me know a little bit about you and your business, and we'll go from there with how we're going to do your shout out. Now, if you would like to have your business heard in a commercial sponsor ad on the show during our podcasting breaks, just send me an email also at spillingallthebeans55 at gmail.com so that we can go over all the prices and expectations for your commercial ad and, you know, letting you guys know how long your commercial can, you know, the, the commercial recording can be because... I had one lady that had so much going on. I was like, uh, 60 seconds, 60, one minute. We need one minute <laughs> that or under, one minute or under. But we got it together. We got it together, though. But like I'm going to tell you all, and I'm going to continue to tell you all, I am very cheap, and I'm probably even more cheaper than other podcasters out there. Very much so more reasonable. Trust me. Trust me, I know. And um, if you are a supporter of the show, whether it's monthly or from the cash app donations from time to time when you are able to donate, I truly want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that because you don't have to donate to me and you do. And I'm very grateful for it. It does not matter the amount. I'm grateful for all accounts. Okay. Um, so if you are also someone who like to donate into the show just please send all donations to my cash app at custom brands or if you got it like that and you would like to become a monthly supporter of the show you can just simply click that support button down below and you can choose anywhere from as low as 99 cent a month 4.99 a month or 9.99 9.99 i always say that wrong don't i 
$9.99 a month to support the channel. It's your choice. It does not matter to me. I'm just grateful and thankful that you are willing to put any money into my pockets, okay, for the show. That lets me know that you appreciate me and that you love listening to me and you're going to continue to support but that's all I got for today, you guys. I ain't got no more. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm hoping you come back to tune in for next week's podcasting episode. Because as I told you all, it's going to be a very educational episode. So if you're about the drama and that's what you're into, next week is not for you. But if you're all about the education and the knowledge, tune in to next week's episode. And I am also going to be live, kind of weighing in on some of you guys' comments from um, the video that I'm going to play from the doctor as well as reading you guys the article about the Ebola guy and he could possibly be the reason also for why we over here in America got it so quickly and it spread it as fast as it did but I don't know I don't know we're gonna weigh in on that next week thank you for tuning in and I will check you guys out on the next one bye Hey, are you looking for a great place to file your taxes for the 2020 tax return? Well, this year is almost over and tax season is slowly approaching. And Tackling Taxes is a great tax service that's here to service you. So, if you are looking to get your taxes done right, come on down to Tackling Taxes located at 1630 West Station Street in Kankakee, Illinois, 60901. And get your taxes tackled right and receive the best possible refund that you deserve. And the best part, you can call ahead to get your appointment set so that you don't have to wait in line. Just call 815-549-5641 Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. and make your appointment today. And make sure tackling taxes tackle your taxes the right way.